How's everyone doing? DJ Pauly here. And I'm Lou. And we are the Back in Time Brothers. And this year, well, this year, this day, we're going to 1983. How about that? Love it. Great bunch of music and lots of good stuff happening. I agree. I couldn't, I, I could not agree with you more. Actually, our, our intro there, we, uh, we threw in a little, uh, Def Leppard stage fright, um, uh, which is a great song for us. We love it. But yes, we, uh, we are so happy to be doing this. We are also listening to us on URL radio and, uh, we're gonna, I think we're gonna kind of talk about what we're gonna go w- with today, right? Uh, 1983 we talked about, but we are, uh, what are we gonna start off with, bro? So we're going to go ahead and kind of cover some of the uh, top kind of news, some strange things, just events that overall happened in 1983. Then we're going to do the kind of a six or a 10 through six on the top Billboard albums of 1983. Okay. Then we'll cover some movies, TV, and then, of course, uh, the famous rest in peace section where we celebrate and honor the ones who, who left us. Back in Absolutely. 1983. Rest in peace. Yes. 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 And then we'll uh, finish off with the uh, the top five. That's a that's a good way to do it, I think. Um, we're going to say goodbye to the people that have left us and then talk about some more music Cele- after. I think that's yeah, great. Yeah, we'll celebrate. <laughs> we're not going to end on a sour note at all. I promise you that. <laughs> so uh, course, why don't we, why don't we, what? We don't know what, we don't know what's number one. Maybe that will be a sour note. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Yeah, let's let's hope not, though. Uh, I, you know, in 1983, I don't think there's any sour notes. Honestly, that was a great year of music. Um, you know, we we always talk about the 80s. We love the 80s, but I don't think there's a bad year of music in the 80s. I really don't. I just think everything was great and different styles, and you know, you still had disco going on, end of disco, and um, and then you had this, you know, the hair bands and just great stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna have fun. I think. Yeah, you know, you're, you know, it's a good point. I mean, the '80s had, you know, each decade had just such, or each year in that decade had such great music. But if there's bad music, we're gonna find it because we love busting on some of the stuff that uh, maybe wasn't so so popular or well, good. We already, well, this is true because we did our '91 hit wonders, and everyone that did, you remember that how we felt about the Proclaimers. So we mm. let it be known. So we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. You know, and, and anybody who's uh, who's followed us and listened to our podcast, we've done, you know, we did the uh, worst um, Christmas songs, which was a fun episode to do. And, and we, mm. you know, so we, we'd like to bust on either bad lists or, or things. So, but this one, we're going to celebrate all the good stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, those of you that are listening on URL Radio, feel free to interact on uh, URL Radio Facebook page and uh, curious to see what some of your songs or some of the, your things from 1983 that might bring back some memories for you. Share it with us. We'd really appreciate it. And I'm sure Stacy would as well. So uh, why don't we jump right in, bro? Okay. So let's, uh, oh, wait a minute. I've got to do the proper introduction. Of course. That's legit. It's like, this is Walter Cronkite. I feel like we should do something like serious there. Well, I'm I'm taking this serious. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The mic is all yours. Go for it. All right. Here we go. In the news, 1988. So if you remember, MASH, the finale was in 1983. And um, that series finale was watched by 125 million people. 
My goodness. And do you know how many people were in the United States at the time? I don't. 203. So over half the population watched the end of MASH. And I, and I do remember that episode. That was a, it was a disturbing episode. <laughs> you know, I don't remember it too much. I, I mean, I just remember, I thought it was kind of sad, but why was it disturbing? Well, the, because the part where I'm not, they're on, he's telling the story about when he's on the bus and he's telling her, the lady to, to speak, you know, keep the chicken quiet, but it wasn't a chicken. It was a baby. And she smothered the baby and killed the baby on the, on the bus because they were going to get caught. Wow, we have really gone gone dark here. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't I did not know that. <laughs> uh, clearly I So in happy news. <laughs> I've erased that from my mind, I think. Wow. Damn. I'm sorry everyone. I just everyone and I will be we'll be doing counseling after the show if anyone feels like they need to call us. Feel free. Uh one eight hundred help me. So oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I've been kidding. I'm sorry. I, that, but that's what I do remember about it. So, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So on a side note, so it's a, a kind of a little tidbit that accompanies this. The New York City sewer system experienced a 6.7 million gallon hike after the series was over because everyone was holding it in during the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let her flow. Let her flow. Lots of flushing. Lots of flushing. I, apparently, yeah. My goodness. That's that's a nice sidebar there. <laughs> so we're big MTV fans, and yes. uh, you know we grew up on all those great videos. But in 1983, because um, they launched in 1981, and so mm-hmm. a couple of years after that, MTV was not doing very well. And allegedly... This is what saved MTV. Let's see if you remember this. Mick Jagger agreed to do I Want My MTV in front of the camera. And that started the whole I Want My MTV campaign. Really? I do remember the whole I Want My MTV. And the celebrity, you know, the rock stars that come on or even anyone, they'd be like, I want my MTV. They'd scream it and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I do remember that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that they were struggling. Yes. Yeah, so that really turned things around, and then it just became very trendy to be part of MTV. And, you know, we thought, you know, heck, from the beginning, you know, the all the videos and everything, but it really, lining it up with celebrities and, you know, making it a, a campaign and everything was uh, what saved it. Good call. There right. you go. I thought maybe Blind Date was the reason that got saved. I'm sorry. Was that in, was that <laughs> was it back in 83? Was it? No, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't even think it was called Blind Date, was it? I don't even know what the show was. Jenny McCarthy was on it or something. I don't know. But anyway. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, You remember Neil Diamond? Of course I do. Yes. And um, Red Red Wine was a very big hit. Not for necessarily for him, but he wrote it and UB40 covered it. And uh, they did the, uh, the the reggae style. And that went to number one, which his didn't. And uh, to this day, whenever he plays it, and I think he's retired now, but we know, you know he would play it in that style. So you'd be for it. Really? Red, red wine. Huh. Well, yes. he did have Sweet Caroline, so I mean, you know. Oh, oh he had plenty so, of hits, I mean, If, you, if yeah. you're going to be, you know, plus all the other thousands of hits he had, well, you know, I mean, he had so many hits, so. Yeah. All right, here's another uh, interesting. This is a little prophetic here. Frank okay. Zappa in 1983 had an idea. He came up with an idea to kind of have this really sophisticated 
file sharing program that would bypass the record companies. I had never really? heard that he had kind of thought about, you know, either torrents or even just streaming, you know, or, you know, any of that stuff, digital format for really? music. But he thought about that in 1983. Frank Zappa. Yep. Wow. That's crazy. I did not and know more, that either. Yeah. And more importantly, he is the father of Dweezil and Moon Unit. And I think there's other Zappas as well. So I think there's there like go. an Ahmet or something like that. Ahmet Zappa. Ahmet is an Ahmet. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a, there's a few. Yeah. Actually, Ahmed Zappa was in the movie Jack Frost. Okay. There you go. He played a snowplow driver. <laughs> well done. Well done. How about Boy. that? You know, I always like to throw a movie fact in there somewhere you, in our you, show. So You do. Well done. So speaking Can't of movies, yeah. here's a movie fact. Okay. Actor Kevin Costner made his film debut, but you never saw his face. Really? He was the dead guy in the opening of the film The Big Chill. Really? That's yep. That's Kev. That's Kevin Bacon face down. Essentially, yep. Kevin I'm just not Bacon Kevin Bacon. Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. Sorry, Kevin Costner. Because Kevin, we all know Kevin Bacon likes to go face up. So I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> <laughs> every movie he's ever in, he's like, oh look, oops, my pants fell off. I'm out of the shower. Yeah, okay, thanks, Kevin. Talk about getting foot loose. So yeah. <laughs> all right. So there you go. There's a little tidbit on Kevin Costner. Uh, okay. Um, I think you remember this. It was okay. it, so. Of course, 1983 was the height of Michael Jackson, and he did the Pepsi. He was filming the Pepsi commercial, wasn't it? I think it was for the Super Bowl, wasn't it, or something, or maybe uh, not. Yeah, it was just it whatever it was. I, I, yeah, it was a big. It was a big deal, though. I remember the commercial. Yeah. It was, and uh, he accidentally set his hair on fire. He he, I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, <laughs> was. I I do remember. I recall that. Yeah. Yeah, and instead of suing Pepsi, the um, he agreed to, with Pepsi to fund a creation of a burn center. Oh, that's a good idea. That's nice. The Michael Jackson, I drank Pepsi burn center. Very good. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I lit my hair on fire. Ooh. Um, he, he. <laughs> heat. <laughs> he, he, heat. Heat. It's hot. Shama, it's hot. <laughs> What is shaman uh, anyway? What does that mean? I word, have shaman? no idea what that means. Okay, I'm just yes. I think it's a a way for him to say "come on," and he just like shaman, shaman, yeah, shaman, yeah. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of artists that create their own words. Okay. Michael's good for that. Oh yeah, he's oh, very yeah. good for that. Yeah, or was good for that. Rest in peace, Mike. Yeah, because the chair was not sun. Yeah, the sun. Whatever. That's what it was. <laughs> the chair. Yeah, I remember that. That was a very controversial lyric, wasn't it, for a long oh, time? Oh, never mind. What is he saying? What is he saying? And apparently the <clears throat> child was not his son yes. or something like that. You remember Dave Navarro? Of course I do, yeah. Yes, Jane's Addiction, Little Jane's Chili Addiction, Peppers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so rock star Dave Navarro, um, and he's on, of course, the uh, Ink, Ink Master. Yes. His mother was murdered in 1983. So very sad, sad thing. But in 91... David appeared on the America's Most Wanted show, and thanks to viewer tips, they actually caught the killer off of that show. Really? Yes. Wow. I had never heard that before. I never knew that at all. I've never heard that. Yeah. But, I mean, David doesn't really talk to me very often, so I wouldn't know this information. So. Well, you know, you got to get, you got to kind of just 
get it going again. I mean, you guys were yeah, tight at one time and you know, it just, it's, it's sad. It yeah. It just doesn't reach out to me anymore. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's a, it's a two way street, man. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that, that they found the killer. That's a good thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Some, some closure there for that. That's yeah. That's, that's, I never ever heard that story though about, uh, about mm. his mother being murdered. But you know, there's probably so many stories out there that we don't know about with things like that, with, you know, rock stars, parents and family members. I mean, there's gotta be just a ton of them out there. So, well, it's going to be our mission to uncover as many of them as possible. <laughs> so now we've become we've become undercover artists here. We're going to go ahead and dig deep. <laughs> We're going to start another podcast where we just dig into these scandals. <laughs> oh God! I think there's already a show that's called TMZ. I think that's one that's already. Oh, out, that's so. their job. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, but that's okay. Damn it! I thought I had. What else you got idea. for us? All right. Uh, and uh, one other little item here. Steven Seagal's everybody's favorite martial arts man and is sheriff though, and whatever. Is he, is he the favorite? I don't know. I mean. <laughs> so in 1983, he was working with Sean Connery in Never Say Never Again. Okay. And apparently, Sean was a guy who he could be a little ornery. Well, And yeah. him and Steven didn't get along. And so Steven Seagal was like working with him, broke his wrist. Broke Sean Connery's wrist. Yes. Broke his wrist. <laughs> you do it better. Go ahead. I don't know if I do it better. I don't think so. This is Sean Connery. You broke my wrist. I don't know. Uh, Damn you, Steven Chagall. I'll get you. There you go. There you go. I don't know. Um, that's, that's that. you know, uh, Steven Seagal, though, I've heard some things about him, um, <laughs> like in Hollywood. He wasn't very liked. A lot, a lot of people did not like him. So, yeah. Um, and same with, and same with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme as well. They did not like him. They were kind of idiots. Oh, they're, and they're crazy. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Jean-Claude. It's the man. Jean, Jean-Claude, man. The famous scene in Kickboxer, his dance Ooh. scene in the bar. I love that. That's classic. Yeah. I got a little tidbit for you. Please give it to me. So, in 1983... Japan and Europe and Sony and Philips released the CD player in America. So the actual CD player. Oh, yes. 1983. Okay, so the compact disc player, it cost over $1,000 <laughs> for this for this little, you know, machine. And they were kind of big back then, too. Um, but they proved, obviously, to be very popular. And uh, the CD generation was created and born. So I just thought I'd throw that in there since we're a music show. Yeah. And those first players, they had a, a vertical... Um, you, you slid it in, so the door would kind of pop out vertically, and then you slide it in. And then now hmm. they're all the you know horizontal flatbed kind of uh, players. But yeah, yeah I, I remember them yeah, absolutely. But that's cool. 1983. There we go. So that's um, that's some of the new stuff. Um, Want to give you just a few other things here. Got some quotes that were very popular in 1983. We had the Clint Eastwood, of course. Go ahead, make my day. Very good, nicely done. All Thank right. you, Clint. Well, I thought he was in the studio with us. I, I wasn't sure. You know, I asked him to come on for that little spot. No, didn't even respond to me. Thank you, Clint. Jeez, ah, mm-hmm. it happens. Now this one's yours because you're a big Scarface fan. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me guess. Is it? Is it? I say hello to my little friend. <laughs> That's the one. You want to play rough? Okay, okay, we'll play rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, this was uh, in war games. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> Would you I like to I can't, play a game? That's better. I can't do computer. Is that better? Yeah, I like no. that one. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
And then this is something that I was not aware of. George Lucas approached Mark Hamill in 1983 and asked him if he'd like to play an older mentoring Luke to um, continue the the movie series. What's the next? So so Hamill asked him when when, and Lucas goes oh, around 2011. Wow. I mean, it, it ended up being I think 2015 or something when 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 he played the next the next time. But you know he knew that it was going to be kind of out there a little bit that's, far that's far. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Far, long time <laughs> galaxy, far, far away. It was happened, in, yes. And I believe, I believe it was Lucas, right, George Lucas. Correct, George Lucas. Yes. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he went up to him. And he said, "Luke, be in my movie." <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's right. <laughs> uh, and some other little tidbits here. We've got uh, Swatch watches were big. Oh God, Can I remember those. Been. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. It had like a little rubber plastic band that went over it. It was like a watch protector. They were, uh, yeah, there was, I mean, there was a whole store dedicated to swatches. There was. I there know. Was. I, I think there was one in like Times Square as well. It was a and big they, one. they also had like fashion for the swatch too. I mean, they were they selling did. all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, also, breakdancing was huge, which obviously <laughs> you did yourself I and mean, you're the master. Absolutely. I have the master with my cardboard in my boombox with like 12D batteries in it. Nice. Just so it would nice. play for like a couple songs, but. Oh, yeah, on the streets of Patterson, New Jersey, breaking ankles and knees and all <laughs> over the world. That was breakdancing galore. <laughs> yes. And do you remember something called wacky wall walkers? Oh, weren't they like you threw them on the wall and then they were like kind of like they crawled down? They were like kind uh, of like this gel kind of stuff, right? Exactly. Yep. That's what it was. Yeah. And then uh, here's a few other ones. Um, My Little Pony was very popular. Care Bears. Uh, Cabbage Patch Kids, which was just craziness. Oh, um, God. The computer mouse was invented in 1983. I'm glad it wasn't a computer rat. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah mouse is much better. Um, Sally Ride was the first woman in space. Um, and here's something interesting. In 1966, Dick Schultz founded his stereo chain store, The Sound of Music. In 1983, he renamed it. Do you know what he renamed it to? The Sound of Music. How about he named it to, uh, let's go with uh, um, Sam Goody. No. <laughs> okay. Best Buy. No kidding. Yes. Best Buy has been around that long. It has. Holy crap. I, guess, I never really guess realized that. Yeah, and Best Buy owned Sam Goody for a, for a small period, too. Did they? Okay. Yes, they did. I so went with Sam Goody because, you know, you were at Sam yes. Goody, so that's why I did it. So Yes, yeah. I like it. So there well, you go. some tidbits. Th- that is the news. God, it's so dramatic. Just it dramatic. Oh, so let's get man. into some dramatics and talk about... The top 10 Billboard albums of 1983. How about that? I love it. Let's dig so right we're in. We're going to go 10 to 6, right? 10 to 6 first. And then, okay, so let's let's jump at Let's go to number 10. And and, and, and listen, I, I know the list, and we talked about it. It's a great list. It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some great stuff on this. So I think uh, I think our listeners will enjoy um, going back a little bit and listen to some of these songs. So Let's do it.
Duran Duran Rio. Oh, good. That's just Simon Le Bon. Want, I want my MTV. Remember he used to do that one, too? <laughs> he did that, Simon Le Bon. Yeah, I want my MTV. <laughs> good. St- I, I'm a huge Duran Duran fan. I love Duran Duran. And uh, obviously, that, that was a great album. Um, and I know you're going to talk to us about what's on that album, some of the other hits on there. So I'll let you do that. Sure, yeah. So Rio was their second album. And um, this this was an MTV darling because um, The Hungry Like the Wolf was the huge hit off of that and was played on MTV all the time. And I think that was probably my first introduction to Duran Duran. How about you? I think, uh, yeah, the same. Um, yeah. And I, but I was hooked. Once I heard that, I was instantly hooked on them and continued to follow them um, through through the years. So. Yeah. So this was, um, I just played Rio, which is obviously the title track. Um, also on this album was a song called My Own Way, Lonely in Your Nightmare, of course, Hung- Hungry Like the, R- the Wolf, Hold Back the Rain, New Religion, which is a good song, uh, good Last song. Chance on the Stairway, Save a Prayer, which I really dig. It's got a cool- I love that song. Yep, yeah, really good. And then The, the Chauffeur. So uh, they released four singles off of it, but the um, I think the, la- the Hungry Like the Wolf, Save Save a Prayer, and Rio were the big hits off of that. Yeah, I agree. Good, uh, good album. A lot of mu- talented musicians in the band too. It, you know, Taylor's and um, Nick Rhodes and yeah. um, great, great. And the Taylor's are not brothers, by the way. So right, everyone thinks that right. they're brothers, but they're not. Nope. So, but uh, great, great song. Simon Lebon um, had a great voice. They had a great image. They were. You know, kind of that um, that typical '80s kind of look, really. You know, mm-hmm. they, he wore the suit and and stuff, yeah. and they yeah. they were just cool cool dudes, and um, had a great time of music, and they put out some great music, and continued to do so through many years going forward. So, yeah, absolutely, they've uh, they've stood the test of time because they put out a lot of good albums. Yeah, I agree. All right, I agree. here's a classic band, one of our favorites. talking about journey of course i mean you know awesome band you okay over there 
I keep forgetting to come off a of mute. <laughs> so sorry about that. <laughs> but thanks for filling in. Appreciate that. I, well, you know, I do what I can. Um, <laughs> so this is the the uh, front Frontiers album, and it's the follow up after Escape. Escape was a huge album for them. You know, you had Don't Stop Believing on it, Stone in Love, Who's Crying Now. You know, you had all these great songs. Um, Frontiers. This was the the first uh, song that they released off of it, and I remember when I heard this, I thought, "Oh my god, this is such a great sound," and uh, just love these guys. And then I agree. I the, the the song was amazing, and then I saw the video and said, "God, what a terrible video!" It was one of the it's, worst videos on MTV ever. It's pretty funny. Yeah, oh, it's I mean, terrible. The, it's so bad. The emphatic, you know, the, the drummer sitting there. Yeah. He's just drumming, Airplane. And nothing, no drum set, and he's just, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just hilarious. Yeah, and they're funny. walking around on, on a pier. It's just, it's really bizarre, actually. But um, yeah, that's 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 the video, obviously. Um, but the song um is amazing song and uh, Journey, obviously amazing, amazing band, Hall of Fame. So um, that says a lot right there. Yeah. Um. So we had separate ways on it. Send her my love. Chain reaction after the fall. Faithfully. Uh, those were the big hits off of that, and um, you know, just a very solid album, and uh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I agree, good album. All right, coming in at number eight. Great band Toto made up of a bunch of great studio musicians that would get together and, and just put out some amazing music. Great song, Rosanna. Um, obviously, um, they are very, 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 very well known for Africa, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was their, that was the jam. Um, they also had another song on there, Lou. Um, it was another song about another girl's name, wasn't it? Uh, the- or is that a different album? I think that's a different album. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because now you can hire Toto to sing a song for uh, any of your girls' names. Because a lot of their songs had, like, they sang about girls' names. Okay. And, um, there was a couple right. I saw. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, well, I'm go. kidding about the hiring part. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you had Rosanna, a um, song called Make Believe. 
Uh, I Won't Hold You Back, which is a fantastic song. Uh, of course, we talked about Africa, Waiting for Your Love was on there, uh, Lovers in the Night. There's just a, a lot of really, really strong songs. They had five uh, singles that came off of that, but um, I think that's um, definitely Toto's number one album. So, good stuff. I agree. I guess I should, full disclosure here. So, we kind of tweaked this top ten a little bit, and we should probably say that. <laughs> well, we had to. <laughs> so... The weirdest damn thing, when I looked at the list for 1983, and this is the Billboard list, we had two kind of oddballs on there. And so we slid the oddballs out and just moved up the bands because in one spot was Olivia Newton-John's Greatest Hits 2. And I thought, I don't want to play Olivia (laughs) Newton-John. So so I I sacked her. And, uh, And then the other one was Jane Fonda's Workout Record. What we, how are we going to do that? <laughs> and why? We'd have to go live and actually work out on stage. I work out in the, in the studio. Hey, we're working out. Um, yeah. At least it wasn't Richard Simmons dancing to the oldies or sweating to the oh, oldies. So we're good. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, so that's so full disclosure. Yes, we eliminated those two because we just thought it'd be better for radio. We adjust it appropriately. Yes. Well, we're not we, afraid to we do that. We did. So. Yeah, we, we take risks. No, we'll we will not. Nope, no, no problem. Now, get kids, we're, this is a show where we, we take chances. We're going for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess what? We're, we're at number six. Number six. Number six. No, number seven. Number seven. Number seven. See? Yes. Jane Fonda got us all messed up. We actually, we're going to pass number seven. So we're at number seven now. Number seven. Here we go. There's something about Culture Club that sometimes I feel like I should not like any of this. And then there's just <laughs> some of it that I, that I like. I don't know what it is. <laughs> wow. Do you really want to hurt me? Jeez. Uh, you know, uh, every time I hear this song, I think of uh, Billy Madison, Adam Sandler, dancing to this on the stairway. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, because that's what he, that's what he's doing in this in the movie. He dances to this song and he's doing like this little dance and he's up and down the stairs. It's kind of funny, uh, classic classic Billy uh, Adam Sandler. But uh, yeah, I, every time I hear that song, I think of that. But um, yeah, Culture Club was kind of a a weird a weird band when they came out because I, I guess he really didn't know how to take it. You know, it was kind of something different for for everyone. You know, when Boy George came out and. He was basically, you know, had that long kind of weird look he had going on, but mm-hmm. that voice is insane. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got a great voice. Yes, yes, yeah. It was one of those things where it, you know. So when I was in high school, I had a I had a Firebird and I had a really great stereo on it, and then you, of course you had these cassettes in the case, 
And it was almost like I did not want any of my friends to see that I actually had a culture club in the case. You know, I'd have Boston, Van Halen, and, you know, the cool bands. And then, you know, you, you become this closet culture club guy. And, and and it's really weird because there was only like a few songs I thought were kind of cool. And I remember the one that we loved on the other album, the Color by Numbers album, which was Miss You Blind, which we think is a, mm. which is a cool song. Great song. I remember he used to, he, and he, and ladies and gentlemen, I can vouch for this. He used to drive around cranking that song in the car. <laughs> so this is, this is a fact. So now we're finding out a little bit about Lou here. He likes Culture Club very much. Don't let him fool you. I, oh, I'm just, you know, he would, uh, tape, he would tape the cassettes under the seats so that way no one could see them <laughs> and then he'd pull them out when he wanted them. So that's how it worked. <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> But uh, this album had, of course, the big hit, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? And uh, and I remember, who, I forget who was the comedian that said it. Do you really want to hurt me? Yes, I do. <laughs> there was a comedian that <laughs> I said I don't know. <laughs> You're damn right I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there was, of course, I tell, I'll tell them before you, uh, Time, Clock of the Heart. That was a good song, too. Um, that would have been a good one to play, but, uh, and, and you know what? It's funny. Uh, boy, George actually, um, later on, he actually DJed, um, and he was DJing and like a lot of like the uh, ministry stuff, um, later on in the nineties and two thousands. And he's very involved in like the dance scene and, and stuff too. So it's kind of cool. So I just thought I'd throw that little tip out there for you. Wow. Okay. There we yeah. go. So number seven was culture club. That was their debut album. And they, you know, they released, uh, I think, uh, four, uh no. Um in the eighties they released one, two, three, yeah. They had four albums in the eighties and uh they uh two of them did really well. Um but uh anyway, there you go. Uh so now we're at number six. Def Leppard, Pyromania. We love, we love Def Leppard. Yes. Def yes, Leppard's yes, yes. awesome. Such a great, great song, great album. My goodness. I, I, and I remember that stuff from MTV, too. Like, a lot of the MTV Def Leppard stuff was on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I remember we, um, it was the last episode last Monday that we had um, the Hysteria album as part of the 1988 show. And how cool That's is correct, it that- 
that here we are doing the 1983 show. And here's Def Leppard again. Went back in time, ladies and gentlemen, to 1983. Ooh. How about that? I love that. I like the and, uh, that tell, tell us about some of the great songs on that album, bro. This one's loaded. Um, Rock, Rock Till You Drop, Photograph, Stage Fright, Too Late for Love. Love that song. Die Hard the Hunter, Foolin', Rock of Ages, Coming Under Fire, Action Not Words, Billy's Got a Gun. There's not a bad song on here. You can listen to it top to bottom and just, it's a great album. And it's a fun, it's a, it's also a fun album to do because you all get, you, everyone gets to do, they all get to say that. So that's how, how can you go wrong? <laughs> yes. Yes. You get to do a little German, you know, which is nice. Yeah, Bill, Billy's Got a Gun was the original song before Janie's Got a Gun, that Aerosmith. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, good playing. album. Great album. Solid yep. album. I mean, my goodness, you know, especially like in, in 83, you know, it's it's that time. You know, I'm in, what am I, in seventh grade, eighth grade, somewhere in that range. Mm. Those songs are everything. You know, you can relate to the songs. You and I think, you know, a lot of people in the 80s compared to now, it's so different. But in the 80s, songs really kind of were the soundtrack of your life. Like what was going on in your in your world, you could relate a song to what was going on. You know, whether it was a love song, whether it was like, I'm mad, so I'm going to do this or just whatever the case may be. And, I, and it, I think it's just different now. You know, the music is way different. And not that there's great music out there now, but... There's just nothing like that kind of stuff where you can you can relate to the songs and just be like, my God, I need to, how, how do I how do I get this through to someone? I'll dedicate a song to them, and that was the song, you know, whatever the case may be. But yeah, kind of uh, kind of fun, kind of cool. Right. Well, I'm I'm around anytime you want to dedicate a song. I'll do it. Well, thank you. No, no problem. It's not going to be endless love. I can tell you that. <laughs> All righty. Um, so that takes us. We've done our top. 10 through 6. Okay. And now we're going to shift a little bit. Ooh. We're going movies. Let's go movies. All right. You know I like the movies. Yes. and But will you like these movies? Well, I'll let you know if I don't. I promise you that. Yes, you will. Coming in at number 10 <laughs> is Tom Cruise, Risky Business. Portia, there is no substitute. Okay. I mean, I think it's every, um, I don't want to say every kid's dream to do it, but you know, to do what, what that, what kind of what the movie was about, you know, the, the whole, I guess the party thing, I mean, minus the prostitutes, but I mean, it was, it was a, it was a cool movie, a cool concept. Um, you know, the famous classic scene with the Porsche and, um, you know, the egg and sometimes you just got to say what the, you know what? So that was kind of cool. Hmm. Good movie. I mean, I, I guess it's, uh. I can say that's there. It deserves to be there. Well, yeah, and then of course the classic scene where he's you know he's wearing just the shirt and his socks and he slides across and does old time yeah. rock and roll. So there you go, little Bob Seger, yeah, little Bob Seger. All right, coming in at number nine, Mister Mom. Oh wow, that was a great movie, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yes, Batman. God, that was that was yeah, that was kind of a good movie. Um, um. I, you know, I don't remember. I have to kind of go back. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I don't remember the movie too much. Yeah, I remember liking it. I, I just don't have yeah. a lot of memory of the of it. Yeah. I, I kind of remember a scene in the bathroom when he puts his kid's butt up against the dryer to dry it off or something. Yes, but, that's right. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Throws the underwear. Yeah, I, yeah that's, but I, I'd have to go back and watch that. But yeah, Michael Keaton, great movie. All right, coming in at number eight, 
the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive. No, that was terrible. Don't tell my wife that. She loves that movie. Or at least maybe not loves it, but definitely likes it a lot, I think. Uh, You know, I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. Saturday Night Fever, yes. Great movie. Great soundtrack. Um, But, oh, man, Staying Alive, I don't know. You know, John Travolta, mm-hmm. you know, walking around New York. He was a, doing the ballet stuff, dancing, right? Or something like that. Like, well, Yeah. He's so, you know, I mean, because in Saturday Night Fever, he's the disco guy. And then yeah. he's g- going to kind of be a um, a Broadway, you know, s- type dancer. And when you're a dancer out there, you know, doing that, those kind of stuff, you know, that, you know, just the real professional dance, you've got to be in shape. And I remember he got himself in amazing shape for that movie. Yeah. He should have just stayed with Sandy and Grease. Yes. Yes. Stay with Sandy. Be like, Sandy, I swear to God, you can die. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number six, James Bond, Octopussy. Was that uh, was that Roger Moore? It was Roger Moore correct? Okay. Yep. That's all I got. I, I got nothing else for you either. There yeah, you go. I got nothing for you. Sorry. All right. Number five. We already referenced this in the um, quotes. It was Matthew Broderick and War Games. So shall we play a game? How about global thermonuclear war? Wouldn't you prefer a good game, Marshes? Later, let's play Global Thermonuclear War. Fine. (laughs) All right! Wow. Which side do you want? I'll be the Russians. (laughs) I did not like this movie at all. I loved it. Did you? I, I yeah, thought it was I boring. Did. I, did. I don't know what it was. You oh, know, it's a computer okay. stuff that I enjoyed. And it's so funny. You look at that stuff and you think of what we do, can do today and what that was doing back then. But, uh, yeah, I yeah. thought that was a cool movie. Well, I agree to disagree. All righty. No worries. Number four, we'll both agree on. Trading Places. <sighs> it was a dream. I dreamt the whole thing. It was just a bad dream. Good morning, sir. Merry Christmas. Coleman, I've had the most absurd nightmare. I was poor and no one liked me. I lost my job, I lost my house. Penelope hated me. It was all because of this terrible, awful Negro. It was the Dukes. It was the Dukes. You're a dead man, Valentine! Oh, my God. Love that movie. Love it. (laughs) Such a great... Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. I mean, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. um, Classic, you know, taking a a person um, who's, you know, not so good on the streets, kind of having a rough life, put him into a position, switch him. A bet for a dollar. Just there's so many classic lines in that. I mean, 
You know, the my my you know when they my favorite is when they're on the train and you know they're dressed they're dressed up and he's like you know and Merry New Year, Lionel, I remember you, my friend. You know, just such great lines, such a great movie, and and the famous Dan Aykroyd scene with the fish and he's pulling it out of his beard at Santa Claus. I mean, just such great things, great movie. I wish they do a part two. That'd be phenomenal. Oh my gosh, yeah, so good. Um, number three, n- I don't think not a great movie at all. Flashdance. We t- we've talked about this movie. Yes, and we don't really like the movie at all. No, no. actually, Mm-mm. a couple great songs on on the soundtrack, and that's about it. That's I it. mean, yeah, that, I mean, you know, I, I mean, those of you that like the movie, I'm sorry, just we don't we don't like it. So, yep, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Number two, I. Don't recall seeing this movie, and just the name of it doesn't want me to see the movie. Terms of Endearment. I never saw it either. Yeah, yeah, I I could care less. It's a it's it's a chick flick, I think. And and nothing wrong with chick flicks. We 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 love that. I mean, there's some great ones out there. There's some great movies out there. The Notebook. That's a classic. I love that movie. That's a great one. The Time Traveler's Wife. That's a good movie too. I love that as well. But um, yeah, Terms of Endearment didn't see it. Hey, got, you're, expo- gotta, you're exposing a little sure. bit too much of yourself here. Come on, huh? Hold it together. I'm a, I'm Hold okay it together, that, man. I'm okay. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go watch the Notebook when we're done. How about that? <laughs> Get in touch with Rachel yourself. McAdams and Ryan Gosling. How can you go wrong? Oh, my goodness. Gosh, they're beautiful. <laughs> uh, all right. And number one, this is your this is your thing, man. You love this, and I love it, too. Return of the Jedi. You underestimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. Love it. God, I love Star Wars. Such a such a big fan. I mean, you know, Han Solo was always my favorite. Chewbacca, you know, you know, was like doing his thing, and you know, uh, uh, just classic, classic movie. Um, uh, classic. I mean, the the whole the whole the whole series of the movies are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember watching Star Wars and I was hooked. You know, that was it. We went to go see Star Wars and God, we were I was young. You know, six seven years old probably. And you know, we I remember. Uh, and this is such a dumb thing, but I remember this. I remember at Burger King had the Star Wars glasses. If you bought like a meal, you got you could buy oh. the glass for like two ninety nine. And I remember like after the movie we went to Burger King so I could get the I wanted a Han Solo glass. Did you Chewbacca. Get it? I did. I did. Okay. And then I broke it. Yeah, I broke it. Oh. And got stuck with like R two D two and C three PO. Yeah, you don't want the droids. No, no. All right. Let's uh bang through the um the biggest shows on television. Number 10 okay. was Cagney and Lacey. Number oh, yeah. 9 was Hotel. Number 8, Kate and Alley. Number 7, Falcon Crest. Oh, Number- Lorenzo Lamas. Yes. Number 8, no, sorry, number 6. I'm going back down again. So, number 6, Magnum P. Let's go back up. Let's go. <laughs> Tom Selleck with the famous mustache. Yep. Simon and Simon was number 5. Okay. Number four, the A team. Oh, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> I thought you were going to do the I pity, I pity the fool. I pity the fool. I pity the there fool. Face. <laughs> okay. 
Number two, 60 minutes. 60 minutes used to always be up on the top no matter what. And then <laughs> and then number one, J.R. Ewing, Dallas. Who shot J.R.? Yes. Classic. Lo- I used to watch that show. I used to like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I had no choice because was we had one TV in the house. So whatever they were watching, you had to watch. <laughs> and I was days. the remote. I had to go up and change the channel. So there you go. Mm. All right. <laughs> so there we go. Those are the uh, movies and TV. And this is okay. going to bring us to our very, you know, I got to have rest in peace music. I just thought about that. We need, we need, we do. We need like, probably not the Undertaker theme from like wrestling. That's probably not a good one, but uh, maybe something, uh, some kind of music very solemn. for, uh, for yes. our rest in peace memoriam. Yeah. And I don't have it handy. I'm sorry. That's okay. But we'll okay. work on that. We'll, we'll work on to, that. We're going to work on that for our next next episode. Okay. So, um, not a lot of like notable deaths in 1983. Maybe that's a good thing. But one that um, I'll definitely highlight here is uh, Karen Carpenter. You remember the singer Karen Carpenter from the Carpenters? Uh, from the Carpenters, of course. Why do birds suddenly appear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, good. I mean, great, great song. She had a great voice. She did. Her and her brother, yeah. Yeah, and um, the big thing about her was she brought this to light, which you, you hear about eating disorders now. But back then, she was the first one to come out, and, and they you know diagnosed her as having anorexia. And uh, unfortunately, because of that, she had heart failure, and so she died at 32. But um, that was a big thing back then. It was, and just... The, the, when you would see her, how skinny she was, and uh, I mean, she'd look sickly. It was very sad, uh, it was. Uh, you know, really. And everyone that's going through that, you know, to this day, uh, hopefully they're yep. getting help for it and getting okay with it because it is a serious, serious yep. thing. So, yep, absolutely. Um, here's one that's, uh, boy, you know, I should have keyed up some music for this one too, but Carolyn Jones. You remember Carolyn Jones? Carolyn Jones, no. So, she was the actress that played Morticia Adams on The Adams Family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking the Munsters. Sorry. Yes. Yvonne yes. DiCarlo. Yeah, yes, sorry. you are. Wrong yes, person. Are. Yep, no problem. Wow. Competing show, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was 53, passed away due to cancer. So I didn't realize she was that young. That's, that's pretty sad. Is, Here's a yeah. gangster for you. Oh, Meyer Lansky. Ah, there we go. <laughs> so if you remember the uh, um, Empire Boardwalk or Boardwalk Empire, what was it? the show on HBO? Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, Boardwalk There's Empire. Been so many movies, too, with, with them, you know, with Lucky yes. Luciano and all exactly. those guys. I mean. Yep. So know. Bugsy Siegel, Lucky Luciano, he died um, uh, at age 80 due to cancer. Uh, I understand at the time they said that, you know, he was, he had like 300 million stashed away. They never found it. But... Uh, in a biography, I guess the, the, um, they said that he was really almost penniless when he died. So, mm, so there you yeah. go. Um, then we had uh, actor David Niven. He oh. was 73 and I didn't even know this. Do you know he played James Bond? I did not know that. I, you know, I always think I, I could rattle off the, the James Bonds because I thought I knew them all and I, oh, that's right. David Niven. He played it in Casino Royale. It was one that didn't do very well, um, or wasn't well highly regarded. But um, but there you go. He uh, he was that. Wow! Uh, Did not he- know that. Yeah, heavyweight boxer Jack Dempsey, the Manassa wow. Mauler. Yeah, and uh, Coach Bear Bryant passed away. 
Uh, the Bear, Alabama. Alabama. Six Bama. titles. And um, the sad thing about that one was he retired in uh, 82 and a few months later passed away due to a heart attack at 69. Wow. Rest in peace. Yes. There we go. Roll well, that, that was perfect. That's a perfect yeah. roll tip. <laughs> Rest in peace, world tide. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a Bama fan anyway. Uh, all righty. So we there we go. Like Ohio State. So a solemn thing. Okay. So let's 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 wrap it up with our top five. Let's do it. And I think the best way to do that is is to have have this this artist comfort us during this this period. Coming out of that, we have Lionel here to comfort us. Thank you, Lionel, because you are simply great to do that. Thank you. Mm, you are. He's, he truly, truly such a great guy. <laughs> truly. He really is. <laughs> and uh, after the, hearing that, I feel like I might want to go dance on the ceiling. I'm not even sure. <laughs> all night long. I might, I, might do it, I might do it all night long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Lionel Richie, his first album, uh, of course, he had albums with the Commodores, but his first solo. And uh, the big song off of that was Truly. Um, and uh, around the same time, he also did the uh, Diana Ross uh, duet for Endless Love, but uh, that was not added until uh, a later <coughs> later version. Yep. What was that? <laughs> that was, uh, that was, uh, that was my wedding song. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny uh, oh my gosh uh, yeah and you know and and obviously divorce so yeah you know yeah no no not a good one for me but thanks uh, didn't mean to keep opening that wound but oh my gosh you, you, you've done, this is the second time you've done I've, I've it done so it's okay i've, I've done okay. it many times throughout our <laughs> yeah 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 you have yeah. all right so there we go that was uh at number five lionel richie lionel richie great artist Love him. I think he's awesome. Minus that song. <laughs> okay. And here's number, number four. Number four.
Prince. Of course, we're talking about Prince. Yeah. Paisley Park, Minnesota. In the house. Legend. In the house. Represent? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't think they were saying stuff like that in 83, bro. <laughs> uh, so the um, this was his fifth album. Um, but listen to, I mean, this one had just three really strong songs. 1999, Little Red Corvette and Delirious. Oh, good songs. Yeah. Little Red Corvette. Dad used to love that song. Her father. Yeah. Yeah. Loved that song. Yeah. Yes. Good song. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, um, Prince uh, has written so many songs for people. And um, I mean, he's he was such a talented, talented artist. And um, very sad that he is no longer with us as well. So um, kind of rest, rest in peace to Prince as well. So, but we uh, yeah, great album. Great album. Obviously, the Purple Rain uh, soundtrack is probably one of his best albums, I think. But um, yes. very good album. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number three. Synchronicity album by the police. Of an old Scottish lock. <laughs> that's what he says. That's right. That's right. So that's a, that's a great, great song and great album. Yeah. So Synchronicity was the fifth and final studio album that the police put out. And um, they're, they're most successful, loaded with just amazing songs. And, of course, the first song that came off of that is, of course, the classic Every Breath You Take. Which we all know it's not a love song, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a love song. It's about a stalker. It's a creepy one, exactly. It's creepy. So every breath you take, I'll be watching you. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Oh yeah. If nothing, if that doesn't say love, I don't know what does, right? Oh. <laughs> I mean, mm, yeah. Right. Right up there with endless love. So a little tidbit. So Sting, when he wrote that song, he knew kind of what it was about and and what it meant, and he decided to in his first solo album. He did the song um, set, set Them Free. Free, uh, free, free, Set Them Free, that one. And, and he Great thought song. that was a way to kind of break away from that. So that was, there you go. Well, is it or is it Set the Stalker Free? 
<laughs> Just saying. I mean, you know. Could be a whole, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. All right. We'll uh, have to Gordon, what are you doing? <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, we, so what, we, what's, what's we, some of those uh, songs on that album, bro? So we we love this this um, album. Synchronicity one was on it. Synchronicity two, which I just played, and then you had Every Breath You Take, King of Pain, Wrapped Around Your Finger, Tea in the Sahara. Um, four of those songs became really strong hits. Yeah, very good, very good album. One of I, I remember getting that cassette for Christmas. Oh God, yeah, such a good one. God, I played the heck out of it. Damn good one. All right. Yep. And here we go, number two. Traveling in a fighter combi On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady, she made me nervous Do you come from a land down under? Where women go and men wonder. Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover. Our Aussie buddies, Men at Work. From Down Under. Yes. Love yes, them. Yes. We love Men at Work. Love Men at Work, and I love to throw in my 80s cruise references, and I got to see Colin Hay on the 80s cruise, and he performed all the great Men at Work hits, as well as some of his solo stuff. He was fantastic. Yeah, that's what you said, and uh, I remember you telling me about that. He was an outstanding performance, so mm. I mean, great great stuff, and you know, the... Well, I'll let you. I'll let you go into uh, as far as what songs were on uh, the business as usual um, album. Yeah. So the first song that was released was "Who Can It Be Now," and everybody knows the knock knock. You know, it's just such a great, great song. Yep. Then he released. They released "Down Under," um, and one of our favorites, "Be Good Johnny." We love that. God, song. I love that. That's my probably my favorite favorite minute work song. <laughs> I'm surprised be we, good, be good. we probably oh, should we have played that. that. <laughs> Jeez, I, shows you how good I was doing there with the music set up uh, today. No, a great song, Be Good Johnny. You know, it's just something for us that we always kind of laugh about. But, you know, it's, um, I mean, Men at Work, you know, obviously, um, great, great band. Um, um, Big, big time. I mean, that's that album came out in a key point of the 80s, that music scene. It was, it sure it was huge. I mean, you know, so they, they came out the right time. And I think all these all these bands and all this music that came out, I mean, it, again, it just it, it opened up for us, anyone that lived through that decade and went through that decade, These all these songs and groups are important to all of us. You know, they just a part of our life, you know. So think about this for a second. This album came out June of 82. And it ended up being an 83, the number two record of the year. So talk about the life of that album. I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah, that's, that is. Well, it, it was good. Two, two, three great songs on there for us that we really liked. And yeah. I mean, they, they played the heck out of them. I mean, you heard it all the time, you know, and you know how they, that's how they do it. They, they put these songs out there and they, you get embedded into your head. You know, you're, you're singing at night, you're singing them everywhere. So, um, and these were songs that were just, um, really 
important to to that generation and uh, to that time. So, yeah, and and minute work only lasted for a few years. They did not last very long, and uh, but they released two really strong albums. Uh, the third one was just okay, but um, I think we'll 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 never forget that are one. Are we talking about the Overkill one? The Overkill yeah. album? Is that, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was um, called Overkill, but yep. I think the song Overkill was on it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cargo was the too. second one, which had some good. Cargo. Stuff on that's it. Yeah. it. That's yep. it. Yeah. That was a really good album too. Yeah. All right. So we've we've made it to number one. Number one, and this is a huge number one. And I and I think honestly, Lou, I think people are already listening or sitting there going, "We already know who it's got to be." I mean, I think for the most part, you got to know who number one is. You think so? I mean, you think people are that in tune with what was happening in 1983 that they'll know what's number one? Well, I like to, th- I like to hope so and think so. All right, okay, we've referenced. I think we got it some great. I think we got some great listeners out there that are with it. All right, all right. So uh, then, let's get on with it. Say Mama Sal Mamaku Sal. Somebody translate that for say. me, damn it. I don't know what that was. Uh, Mama Say Mama Sal Mamaku Sal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, Michael Lines, you know, he throws words in there and makes it interesting. And we're talking about Michael Jackson, obviously. <laughs> yeah. This a thriller album, which was his sixth studio album and is one of the largest selling of all time. Uh, obviously, I remember. You know, we all we all know the Thriller song and the video on MTV. It was like fifteen minute video, and everyone, you know, I remember when they were gonna put it on MTV. I mean, I ran home to go see this video. You know, it was yes. like I got to get home and, and watch this video, and watching it, it was just like it was like watching a movie. You know, it and everyone was. was just like, oh my god, you know, and and just think about how videos have changed. You know, from then to now. I mean, but. You know, it was it was amazing. Vincent Price in it, and it's such a great video. Plus all the other hits, and I'll let you I'll let you throw out the hits on there, bro. Yeah, and, and the iconic dance scenes in that in that thriller, which are still copied in movies today. You know, it's just so funny. Um, and weddings too. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. They do them at weddings. Yeah. Um, all right. So you had seven singles that were released off this album: "The Girl Is Mine," "Billie Jean," "Beat It." Want to be starting something? Human nature, PYT, and Thriller was the last one they did. God, oh. that's 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 an amazing album right there. 
That really is. I mean, PYT is one of my favorite songs. Pretty young thing. I love love that song. Mm. And mm-hmm. of course, we love we love Beat It because of course, um, the late great Eddie Van Halen played guitar, um, the guitar solo oh. in that, and um, he got no credit for it and made no money off of that uh, doing that yeah. solo. So um, yeah, didn't think a big deal of it. Yeah, so I was, yeah, I'll do it. Here you go, and did it, and then it's like, oh man, I could have made millions off of that. <laughs> but you know, that was Eddie. Eddie just did his thing, and um, great album. Billy Jean, you know, um, Human Nature was a great song. Um, what was uh, what was the other one that you said on there? Um, he had duet. He had the duet. Oh, the girl's mine with uh, Paul McCartney, mine. right? Paul the McCartney. duet. Yep. yep. Yeah, they like to do a few. Yeah, my least favorite song on there, but um, I mean, great album. Um, Michael is Michael Jackson. I mean, what else can you say? He's he's um he has produced and put out some of the most amazing music. Um, and he's been doing it for he did it for decades. And uh, um, it's a it's a shame that he's no longer with us. Um, because he he'd probably still be putting out great stuff. So, um, but yeah, that that's that's the number one, which uh, is well deserved and understandable why it is number one. And wasn't it like number one for like a long time? It was. I mean, yep. Yeah, it stayed yeah. on the charts for so darn long. Was it, I think it was number one until 1987, right? Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably could have Heck been, honestly. But, well, that's, uh, it's not, wow, it's going to make other shows n- not as fun <laughs> because we'll always know what yeah, number well, one is. Well, true because <laughs> number one is always going to be Thriller. So there you go. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, great uh, great album, uh, great, uh, great artist, and uh, um, Shaman. 37 weeks at number one. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's amazing too. Yeah. And that's the reason why Def Leppard never made it. They were they they got stalled at number two because of Michael Jackson. Damn you, Michael. Yep. Damn you. you no. Well there deserving though for Michael to be there. Oh, yeah. So I, yep. I can't argue that one at all. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that is nineteen eighty three. And you know, I like I like when we do these these year uh kind of things, kind of talking about all the the music, the the headlines and and things and I hope I hope our listeners are enjoying this as well. Again, you know, listening to us on URL radio. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you guys tuning in and checking us out. Um, you know, reach out to us. Um, we do we are on Facebook, um, Back in Time Brothers. Uh, so feel free. Um, if you guys want to jump on and, and shoot us a message, like our page, um, get some feedback from me. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, yep. And we're also can, at backintimebrothers.com. So. Yes, and you can also um, email us at backintimebrothers at gmail.com. Uh, and then go on our website, um, which was just mentioned, and we also have our podcasts on there. That's right. That's correct. So, um, so that is 1983, bro. Uh, what do you say we wrap it up? Let's do it. Okay, guys. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening to us, and we will definitely see you guys next week. I am DJ Pauly. And I have my brother Lou, and we are the Back in Time Brothers. We're out of here. See you guys.